From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast. This episode is number 88. I am Brad Robinson. Today, I'm talking about relationships with somebody suffering from anxiety. What is it like? What is it like dealing with anxiety with your partner? And I'm going to talk about my relationship with Maggie and how it was difficult for us to deal with it and how we got through it and what our relationship is like today. Now, the reason why I am talking about this subject today is because Maggie and I, now this is really exciting news, um, we got engaged. We got engaged July 20th, 2020, and I am so overwhelmed. I it, it's, it's hard for it to sink in, and I'm just so proud of myself because I never thought I would get here. The old Brad would never commit to anything. Right. Whenever that Brad felt that resistance to change, he would quit it. Right. He would he would not even pursue it any longer. And so today I'm proud of how much I've changed and I'm proud of the discipline and the hard work I put into myself. And I am so grateful that Maggie is in my life because she changed so much of who I was. Now, how did I propose? Well, we went to a beautiful national park and we went out on the canoe and we went out on the water. Well, first we did the road trip there, which was awesome. You know, we had our favorite playlists of movie soundtracks, which we absolutely love. So we had our movie soundtracks going on the way there and it was such a beautiful, such such beautiful scenery on the drive there. All trees, all country roads. It was so nice. And then we got there. We got a canoe. We rented a canoe. And we went out on the lake. It was gorgeous. It was sunny. It was hot. And there were these big cliffs that we canoed beside. And... I'm going to be posting these photos on Instagram, so follow me at Brad's profile. You'll see those photos there. So we were canoeing, and then we parked the canoe somewhere down where the cliffs became a little smaller, and we found like this rocky area where we could climb up. We could climb up to this ledge where it overlooked the whole lake, and it was beautiful. And I was... I knew I wanted to propose and I was planning on it, but I was sort of winging it at the same time because you can't really plan for the right moment, right? It has to be the right moment. And we climbed up this rocky hillside and then we found this area where we could sit and, and just see the whole lake. And the moment came and I proposed and it was on top of this cliff 
and it was just gorgeous. It was so beautiful. It was the right moment. And we spent the rest of the day, we canoed back to the shore and we, we had a picnic on the beach and we sat in this tent on the beach and we just, it overlooked the whole lake. It overlooked the cliffs and it was so beautiful. Everything just fell into place that day and everything just seemed to work. And I'm so happy. We were so overjoyed. And she said, yes, <laughs> that's important to, to say. She said, yes. And, and it was just absolutely perfect. And I'm so grateful that she's in my life and that we can continue the journey together going forward. I, I'm just overjoyed. And, you know, in this podcast, I want to talk about our journey together, what it was like when I was suffering severely from anxiety and what our lives are like now, how much I've changed, how much she's changed me and how much I've changed her throughout my journey. And I get all the time, and we get all the time, I should say, from family and friends, you know, they always tell us how great we are together. We're so great together. But little do they know the amount of work we put into our relationship, how much pain we went through together. And so the goal of this podcast is to open up about my relationship with Maggie and what it was like at the beginning when I was going through a generalized anxiety disorder. Within the first year of our relationship, I, I wanted to run away. I, 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 I couldn't commit to anything. I told Maggie at one point that I didn't think it was working out, this relationship. But she felt otherwise. She saw something in me. She saw something in us. And she wanted to continue this relationship. She felt like there was something there. I wanted to continue living my Peter Pan lifestyle. My Peter Pan lifestyle of living on Pleasure Island, not taking any responsibilities. I had an addictive personality where I just wanted to date and, and date around and not commit to anything. I was in a I was in a a, a negative relationship before before Maggie and and that was around 4 years I was with her and it was a very negative relationship and we didn't work together. It it didn't we didn't work, but I got so used to the negativity of that relationship that I constantly sought out other negative relationships because that's what my unconscious did. It got used to this relationship, these women being with negative people. But Maggie was different. She was genuine, kind, spiritual, honest, and she was very cultured. She was very educated, and she was not like the women I've dated before. She was somebody completely different. 
I was always, always in stressful relationships. And they always ended in pain. But that fitted with my identity. I was this guy who was impulsive. I was a liar. I avoided responsibilities. So I sought out people like that. I sought out relationships where they were impulsive. They were, they fitted with who I was. And I really wanted to live this Peter Pan lifestyle and never grow up, never take on this responsibility. I was dependent on my parents for keeping me sheltered. And I avoided any real responsibility. Up until my mid-20s, I was a quitter. I always quit when it got tough. When things got tough, whether it was at karate, baseball, soccer, I would quit. When I felt that resistance, I would drop it or I would avoid it. That's what I did when I first started working in film. After college, I would avoid calling into work. I would avoid it. I was faced with so many fears, so many catastrophic thoughts. Oh, what if I show up and I don't do a good job and uh, I humiliate myself? You know, that would be terrible. And so all of these negative thoughts would come in and I would just avoid it. I'd be like, nah, you know, I'm just going to continue, you know, enjoying my summer at home, just going out with my negative friends, all of this stuff, right? I would just avoid it. Because what's the point? And I, I, I didn't understand that taking on responsibilities and confronting that resistance would make me a better person. But it's painful when you confront that resistance, when you confront your fears, right? So I would just avoid them. I would not even bother. I would not even phone in to work. With Maggie, the relationship was becoming more serious. And at this point, I felt like the responsibility of being a good partner, it was too much. I was already anxious. I was already unhappy with my life. I was working a job I didn't care for. I was acting out my impulses, eating junk food, smoking weed, hanging out with negative friends, and ultimately avoiding responsibilities because why bother why bother when i can just live on pleasure island and so when i told her that i didn't want to continue this relationship on the phone we talked for hours and i decided to continue seeing her maggie was different from all the other women i saw Because of this, I felt the resistance. My unconscious was so used to trouble that I was unconsciously seeking it out. That's why people continue to pursue negative relationships. It's a pattern. It's a pattern they are 
they become accustomed to. And then my anxiety became worse. I was falling deeper and deeper into a hole. Around this time, I decided to take on more responsibility and apply for my dream job to be in the camera union. I began working on an application and on the sign-up form on the website, they recommended that I take a camera assistant workshop. So I signed up. Then, before the workshop, I reached my lowest point in my life. I reached rock bottom. My health anxiety was becoming worse. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I had a serious illness. I was obsessed over my health. I talked to Maggie on the phone uh, constantly about my, my health. I talked about how I thought I had a UTI, urinary tract infection. And so going into my other job at the time, it was a nightmare because I couldn't socialize with other people. I felt like I was dying. I felt like I needed to phone Maggie continuously. I needed to phone my parents continuously to make sure that I'm actually healthy, that I'm actually okay. Then Maggie's father had some heart issues. So he went to the hospital and this was a time, this was Maggie's low point in her life because her father became extremely ill all of a sudden and I wasn't there for her. She, she wanted me there. I couldn't go to the hospital. I couldn't even leave my house because I was suffering from severe agoraphobia. I didn't want to leave. I was so sensitized to the world that I, I couldn't imagine myself going to a hospital. I couldn't imagine it. And I remember at the time, I was sitting at home. This was the beginning of my recovery. I was sitting at home listening to Anxiety Recovery Podcasts. I was listening to anxiety, or watching, sorry, anxiety recovery videos and taking notes. I was starting my journey. And she didn't understand what I was going through. She didn't understand, but she really needed me there. And and I get it, you know. She then relied on her friends. And this was the point where Maggie almost left me. She thought, you know, how could Brad be there for me later in life when another situation occurs? What if another health issue occurs? And she almost left me. So that was a difficult time. And I felt like I could be there for her but I was I felt like I was betraying her too I felt awful I felt horrible about myself but I knew that I needed to figure out my anxiety I needed to figure out what was really going on with me so this was the beginning of my recovery and I was 
I decided to focus on myself. It was all about me. I took on the responsibility of my anxiety. My whole life consisted of anxiety and fear. I became angry. So angry that I dedicated my days to overcoming this challenge. And I am so grateful that Maggie didn't leave because I was really working hard on myself. And you can't help other people when you can't even help yourself. I couldn't even take care of myself. I had to change my internal world so that my external world could change. After her father recovered, we continued our relationship. It would only be two times a week that we would meet up because I was spending all my time watching anxiety recovery videos at the coffee shop, writing notes, and listening to recovery podcasts. This is the first time in my life that I committed to something. And I stuck with it. I had this strong belief that I could never commit to anything because I was always running out the same patterns. When it got tough, I would quit. My whole life, it was like that. I would always avoid the fear. I would always avoid the responsibilities. But I committed to this because I got angry. I was so angry. I attached so much pain to not changing that I continued to push through the setbacks and that resistance that came with the anxiety recovery journey. When Maggie wanted to see me, I would say no. I became obsessed with this journey. I I became obsessed with it. I wanted to improve myself because my whole life I was acting out the same identity. I had enough of it. And I saw myself improving. I was doing new things that I thought I never could before. I was reading books in its entirety in just a couple weeks I was becoming mindful from the meditations I was doing daily. I was becoming disciplined. And when you see yourself improving, you get that dopamine kick. So the more you improve and the more you move towards a goal, the more dopamine you get, the more the more kicks you get. So then I started to attend the camera assistant workshop. And at this time, I was still experiencing panic attacks. I I experienced a panic attack that first day of that workshop, but I stayed in my seat. It was like a classroom. It was like a regular classroom and panic kicked in as soon as I sat down. But I stayed there. I suffered through that pain and After the day was over, I felt proud of myself that I actually survived this hell. I was literally suffering through this hell. I don't even remember a damn thing that 
teacher was saying, right? I suffered through some hell that day. And so I felt proud of myself. I almost left. I almost left that classroom. I almost quit. I was like, oh my God, I I can't stay here. I'm going to die here. But I stayed. I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay because I knew in the, in the back of my mind that if I left, then what, what am I going to do if, I, if I'm not pursuing my dreams to be a camera assistant? What am I going to do? So I, I stayed. I knew I had to suffer through it, whatever it is. I'd, I'd, I'd rather die here than, than leave because I, I spent my whole life running away. And Maggie saw me at my worst. She saw me with those addictions, that anxiety, going through that pain. But she now sees the man I am today. She tells me all the time how much I changed. How caring, loving, and disciplined I am now. Maggie tells me how much my journey impacted her life and how she changed because of it. When you change yourself... You're going to impact the people around you in such a great way. The many improvements I made on myself impacted her life and even my family's life. But I had to prove myself wrong. I had to prove my old self wrong. I had to push through that resistance. I had to change myself. I did it for me. You have to do it for you. Do it for you. And maybe some motivations include being a better better partner for your partner, being a better parent for your children. What are your reasons? But I was so angry that I was the same guy my whole life and that it's time to do something different, do something that I've never done before. And Maggie helped me grow when I was recovering from my anxiety disorder. She introduced me to classical music, the music that I now love today, the music that helped me change my personality. I used to listen to punk rock, classic rock, a music about, you know, how horrible society is, you know, Nirvana, things like that. But Now I listen to classical music, music that really made me more disciplined because listening to classical music makes you more disciplined because they're complex pieces. They're long pieces. And so that's, and I used to listen to music that's like three minutes long. Now I listen to music that's like half an hour in length, right? So that, that music that she introduced me to made me more disciplined. She opened me up to different foods that I have never dreamed of trying. She teaches me how to become more compassionate and how to open up about my feelings because she's very open. Her positive energy impacted me. Her positive energy and her wisdom, her knowledge absorbed into me. And she makes me want to become a better man all the time. I want to improve myself every day. And I continue to. I continue to challenge myself, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a coaching session, whether 
it's a video, whether it's meditating, whether whether it's the foods I eat, the diet, the strict diet that I'm on. I always continue to push myself because I know the the more I take care of myself, the more I can take care of other people, the more I can help other people overcome their challenges. So I continue to challenge myself. The more responsibility I take on, the more meaning I have in my life. And Maggie is my best friend. And she will tell me whether an idea is absurd or not. She tells me what I need to improve on. She knows when I'm getting a little sidetracked. And she'll put me back on track. And she always makes me into a better man. She is beautiful, and I am so grateful that I have her in my life and that we continue to work on our relationship. And that's why we seem so great together in the eyes of other people. We are challenging ourselves, but more importantly, I'm challenging myself. I'm working on myself all the time. I overcame anxiety. I overcame the addictions that I was struggling with because I wanted to improve. And once I improved myself, my relationship improved. My relationship with my family improved. My relationship with my friends improved. I started to attract positive people in my life. Everything started to fall into place. And that old Brad was blind. That Brad was blind. He, he couldn't see the way forward because I was living in this identity that supported my anxiety, my addictions. And I kept acting them out all the time. I kept acting this identity out. And things that are not relevant to what you are seeking will not be seen unless they get in your way. Change your orientation and change what you manifest in the world. That's from Jordan Peterson. Powerful. And it's true. I started to change my orientation. I started to change the habits I was doing daily. I started to tackle the fears I was struggling with. So change your orientation and you change what you manifest in the world. That's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me. This podcast is is streaming on my website at unpluganxiety.com. If you go to my podcast, you'll see a, a streaming and you can stream every episode there. Every episode is there for you to stream. And check out the website too. The website is looking fantastic. It's updated. It's fresh. And I'm so excited about it. So go to unpluganxiety.com and check it out. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. 
The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and has the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.